Oh, wow, thank you. It's so good to be together today. So good, that worship. Oh, I'm still, I feel like I was just getting wrecked in the worship. Did anyone else feel that? Just like the presence of God. And um, I love it, actually, when the Holy Spirit is just faithful to come and do what he wants to do. You know, we come with a bit of an agenda, a little bit of a plan, because preparation is good, but we really love to flow with the Holy Spirit and, and follow where he's going. So well done, Aaron, and I, I think the, the band are probably having a bit of a, just a, oh, there's some of them still here, but well done, I just, and well done, guys, for just going for it and, and just keeping on pressing in. I, uh, you know, Murray preached an amazing word last week about hunger. And I don't know about you, but I am, I'm hungry. I, I am really hungry. I feel quite emotional. I, I, I am desperate. <laughs> I'm desperate for God. I'm desperate for him to just do whatever he wants to do in me and through me, in us and through us. And I'm just hungry for more, whatever that looks like. I don't even know what <laughs> all of what it is, but I'm hungry and I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm just the, even the theme in the worship about him just breaking chains and freedom coming. I, there is He's already done it, as Murray said. He's already done it. He, he came to untie the works of the enemy. But we just need to catch up with that sometimes, don't we? What, what is actually already ours, we need to catch up with, with what we have and what, what he's done for us. And so I just, I'm excited today. I'm going to share briefly about um, the power of our words. I just really felt the Holy Spirit, he's been really speaking to me about this little part of my body <laughs> and what I do with it and the power that it has. And um, I just want to read this little um, anecdote, which I thought was really cool. A Greek philosopher, I, before I do, I, I feel like today the Father wants to release our tongues. I f he wants to release our mouths. He wants to release us to worship him even more purely to, to adore him with everything that flows out of us. He wants us to bring what is in heaven and speak it out in this earth. But I feel like as well as loosing some of our tongues and our mouths and our words, he also wants to tame some of our tongues. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about you, but sometimes what comes out is not, I, I'm like, oh, I can't take that back. I wish it could. <laughs> and any of you that know me, I, I don't, I used to say that it was because I was Australian that I kind of was just free and I spoke my mind. But sometimes, sometimes that's a good thing, but sometimes that can be a little bit dangerous. And I'm really um, asking the Holy Spirit to continue to train me. And I want to surrender and yield and allow Him to tame my tongue. So I feel like freedom is coming today. For I think this probably is for all of us to have our, our mouths loosed, our tongues loosed, but also the areas where we need to be tamed to be tamed. <laughs> ah. A Greek philosopher asked his servant to provide the best dish possible. The servant prepared a dish of tongue, saying, It is the best dish of all dishes. 
because with it we may bless and communicate happiness, dispel sorrow, remove despair, cheer the faint-hearted, inspire the discouraged, and say a hundred other things to uplift mankind. That's true, isn't it? I would add to that we have the power to create with Jesus. <laughs> Later, the philosopher asked his servant to provide the worst dish of which he could think. A dish of tongue appeared. <laughs> I don't like tongue. <laughs> a dish of tongue appeared on the table. The servant said, it is the worst because with it we may curse and break human hearts, destroy reputations, promote discord and strife, set families, communities and nations at war with each other. He was a wise servant. I want to eat the first dish of tongue. Anybody else? <laughs> the best dish possible that, that just speaks the words of heaven. You know, our tongues, our mouths, the words that we speak from this very small part of our bodies have such power. They, we have the power to speak life or death. We have the power to speak life to situations to our lives, life into the situations of our families, into the lives of our family. We have the power to speak life into our workplace. We have the power to speak life into our health, life into our finances. We have the power to speak life into those who don't realize who they are. We have the power to speak life in our schools. We have the power to bless, but we also have the power of death in our tongue. We have the power to heal, but also the power to hurt. And the Holy Spirit has been saying to me, you know, we have the power to create or to destroy, to build up or to tear down. You know, we have this saying sometimes, we say, hurt people hurt people. Well, healthy people, healed people, heal people. And we are a community of people who are walking out our healing. Amen? <laughs> who are using our mouths and our words to build up. You know, God's intention was that we would use our words to, to speak what's in heaven and to bless and to build up and to honor just like him, to create life just like him. If you look at John 1, if you turn in your Bibles to John 1, it says, in the beginning was the word, that's Jesus, and the word was with God. And the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, through Jesus, through the word. All things were made through him. And without him was not anything that made, made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. So Jesus is the word. He is the word of God. And there is power in Jesus. There's power in Jesus' name. You know, in the he was the he is the very word of God. He is the creator. He is he's the uncreated one. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the uncreated one, the life-giving word of the Father resides in Jesus. You know, if you look also turn to if you turn to Je um well you don't have to turn there, but Genesis one you 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 hear the the. Um, account of creation, and I love that Hillsong song, um, So Will I, where it talks about um, God spoke, you know, into the void, 
And I love to picture, I can't even fathom what creation, that the first part of creation was like. You know, the, the creative one, the creator of everything who was hovering over the, over the void. He was there. He had the power within him and he spoke and light came. Can you, I, I can't even imagine what that would be like. I mean, in the darkness, you know, it's, it's hard to find a place that's really, really dark because there's so many lights everywhere. You have to go out into the middle of nowhere and then the stars are so bright they light up the, the night, don't they? But um, just imagine the darkness and God, the creator, the word spoke and there was life. There was light. There was life. His words have power. Jesus, you know, when we, when we look at Jesus, he used his words in a powerful way. He spoke with power. He used his words to create, to, to speak life, to, to um, set people free, to bless, to lift people up. His words created life in him. We, we were created in him. We are like him. We were made in his image. So in Jesus, we're just like him. So we, the invitation to us is to speak the creative words. What he is saying, what he's doing in heaven, to speak it out and use this little instrument to actually bring heaven and join him in what he wants to do, to, to reach out to somebody who is in darkness and speak a word that just brings light in him. He wants us to partner with him and bring life. It's awesome. You know, in John 6, 36, it says the words that I have, sorry, John 6, 63, the words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. The words that he has spoken to us are spirit and life. They're life to us. The words in his word and the the rhema, the, the living word of God that he speaks out, the active word of God that he speaks out, the now word of God, they're, they're spirit and life to us. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit and joints and of marrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. The word of God is strong. It's powerful. It can cut through all the external stuff, can't it? And get right to the heart of the matter. The written word is powerful. You know, Jesus used the written word when he was, after his baptism, and he went out into the wilderness and the enemy comes to, to tempt him. What does Jesus use when he's coming at, at, at Jesus' identity? He uses the word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the Father. He uses that to, to combat what the enemy is trying to kind of get at him with. The word, when we speak out the word, it's really powerful. When we speak what's written in here, there's something about verbalizing it and speaking it out in our lives that actually changes things. I don't know about you. We, we um, uh, in our family, my second, our second oldest daughter, Izzy, she was, she was just 
like this, uh, born with a, a lot of confidence, and she was just passionate and excited and full of life. And we used to call her Hurricane Izzy because she was just like, in a good way, it wasn't it? We <laughs> I don't think we were speaking a negative thing over her, but, but she was just full of life and she would kind of go ru- rush around from place to place and you'd know where she'd been because she just left life wherever, you know, and, and she was just full of energy. And when she started school, um, when she started public school, she just had a bit of a knock. She, she, she had a bit of a trip. She, she just found it a little difficult. And so fear and anxiety tried to creep in, you know, the enemy tried to sow that in her life and tried to tell her she was not able to overcome and and we used to declare we used to declare scripture over her we've done it with all of our kids and and when they're sleeping particularly if they're going through a difficult time we would we would sometimes go into their room and just pray over them or we would speak out scriptures over their lives and and Izzy I you know, every day before, and while she was getting ready to go to school, I would say, come on, you can do this. You can do this. You're an overcomer. You can do this. I'm here with you, but, and Jesus is going to be with you even when I can't go with you. But she would, she would, it would still kind of be like, no, I can't, no, I can't. You know, the, the words coming out of her mouth were, no, I feel sick. I'm afraid. I'm scared. I can't. I can't. I, you know, and and I had this revelation one day. Oh, I think I'm speaking the words over her, the, the, the life-building words, but actually I think she needs to speak them out. And so you know that scripture that says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? We had this kid's um, worship album. And so we used to put it on in the mornings and we would all, with Izzy, we would be singing, I can do all all, all things through Christ who strengthens me. And, we, and we, she would be singing it out. <laughs> we would be singing. She, she still, I think she spoke at youth one, one time and, and shared that testimony with them and sang the song. And we would, we would be singing this with her. I can do all, all, all things through Christ who strengthens me. Go to school, all things. Sorry, I can't sing, but I'm butchering it a bit. But I can sing, actually. <laughs> preaching to myself <laughs> my worship in heaven is wonderful it's <laughs> but anyway Izzy's countenance would change as she was singing this and confessing this and she didn't really realize but there is power in our words isn't there power to transform and change a situation, to affect the atmosphere around us, no matter where we are. We could be in the darkest of dark places, the void. It feels like a void. But because we're there and we have the King of Kings on the inside of us and we are like him, we are created in his image, we are like him. We have the power in our mouths to speak out and change the void that is around us, to speak life, to speak hope, to speak destiny, to speak health, to speak peace. Jesus, what did he do when the storm was going on? Peace, be still. And what happened? It was still. It was calm. So someone comes to him and they're sick. The leper, be clean. The sickness goes. Be healed and it's gone. Your sins are forgiven and they are set free. 
Isn't it fantastic? Jesus' words have power. Our words, because Jesus is on the inside of us, have the same power. Lazarus, come forth. What does he do? He gets up. The dead man, he's been dead for three days. He gets up and he is full of life. Man, I am not living. I, I know that I'm not living in the fullness of that, but I am looking and expecting and, and holding on to that promise that I will see the dead raised in my lifetime. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> so our words have power. I have a little slide that I want to show you because I think it was kind of a cool illustration. There was this guy, if you could get it ready, I think they have it. Oh, here we go. There was this guy called um, Masaru Emoto. I don't know if I'm saying it right. A Japanese scientist. And he did this experiment with water. And he played different kinds of music in the presence of, these, of this water. And he also spoke words over the water. So if you look at the water, this was the same water, the words when he spoke over the one part of the water, love. That's a pretty picture there, isn't it? The word when he spoke thank you, gratitude, when he, he appreciated the water, look what it did. It's beautiful, isn't it? And then the, the water that he spoke, I hate you, he spoke death over it. So the other two were life and this was death. Look at it. You can tell, can't you? It changed. It physically changed the makeup of the water and the molecules in the water when he spoke these words over it. Well, do you know what? We are, I'm done with that now. You can take it down. We are 80% water as humans. We, we're made out of 80% water. So can you imagine? It's an interesting thought to me. Can you imagine actually the effect, the physiological effect? We know that, you know, there's that saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's rubbish. You know, sticks and stones, they hurt for sure. And they leave wounds, don't they? Particularly if they're big ones. And if they're thrown with force. They, they do hurt. They leave wounds on our external body. But words, harsh words, unkind words, derogatory words spoken over us, they go internally. And they actually do quite a lot of damage. And you can, you can see when people, even in your own life, maybe you've experienced words that, have, that are death. Maybe somebody said to you, I, I didn't want to have you. You weren't my choice. I don't love you. I hate you. I wish you'd never been born. You're stupid. You're ugly. You're fat. You're too thin. You know, other people say these words to us and they go in. And they, they affect us internally. But we sometimes say those words to ourselves, don't we? How much more, <laughs> you know, when nobody else is around, we look at ourselves and we say, oh, if only you were like this. And we compare ourselves or we, and we speak death and we say, oh, you're never going to amount to anything. You'll never get that job. You'll never be able to do it. 
There's power in our words. Power for life and power for death. Which one do we want to choose? Which, what do we want to do with this little instrument? I want to speak life. So the words can change, actually, our body on the inside, which can then affect our external. You know, the average person speaks enough words in one day to fill a 50-page book. Now, some of us speak a few more than that. I'm not going to look at anyone in particular. (laughs) Some of us speak a little bit less than that. (laughs) Do you know, over the course of a year, the average person's words fill 132 books of 200 pages. That's a lot of words, hey? It's a lot of words. I just wonder what my books, whether my books are worth reading sometimes. <laughs> are they a good read? Are they an upbuilding? Build, do, they, do they build up or do they tear down? A lot of words. James 3, verse 2 to 5 says, For we all stumble in many ways. And if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guarded by a very small rudder. Wherever the will of the pilot directs, so also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. You know, a horse is a really big animal, right? And we would think most of the power for the energy and the strength to propel it where it needs to go is in its rear legs. I I don't know horses that well, but I would say that might be fairly accurate. It's in the, the power of its legs. But we put these little metal pieces in horses' mouths so that we riding on their backs can steer them with a little pull. And that horse will generally go with that little piece of metal in its mouth. It'll go where, where you want it to go. The same, with, the same with a big ship. A tiny little rudder compared to the size of the ship is what steers the direction of the ship. That's our tongues. That's our words. They have the power to steer us in certain directions. They have the power to steer others in certain directions. A little fire. I mean, from Australia, I know what fire is like. You know, you just have a little spark, and because there's a lot of dryness, it can just explode and it becomes completely wild. It's the same with sometimes with our words, isn't it? We can say something, we let it come out to our husband, to our wife, to our child, to our boss, to our colleague, to our friend. We let it come out and we can't take it back and it becomes like a fire, doesn't it? And it grows. Proverbs 
I like the message version of this. A troublemaker starts fights. Gossips break up friendships. Now, I'm going to be honest here. There are times when I'm sitting in a context and I allow my mouth to go and to, to say things that actually are not appropriate about somebody else. And sometimes we can kind of say, oh, you know, I I'm, I'm just want to let you know this information because I want, uh, you know, you can pray for them or help them, you know. But it's not really helpful at all. It's that little, that little rudder, the little bit, <laughs> the taming of our tongue that needs to, of the Holy Spirit to help us, to help direct us. And with the help of the Holy Spirit, I want to be free of gossip or slander. I don't want to enter into it in any form or way. And in fact, when I hear it, I want to be quick to say, hey, let's change the subject, talk about something else. That's my heart's desire. <coughs> How often do we speak before we think? Anyone else do that? Speak before you think? You're just like, we think everybody wants to hear what we have to say. We've all got something to say. I've got lots of things to say. How many times do we act before we think about it? We just let it out. And, you know, I'm learning that actually I may have some good things to say, but there are other people around me who have some really good things to say as well. And the time where I feel so like, oh, I've just got to get this out, I've just got to get this out, that's the time where I need to sit on my hands and close my mouth and prick my ears up. The time where I feel like I have to say something is probably the very time that I need to shut up. <laughs> oh. a, Proverbs 15 verse 1 says, A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. How often do we snap back or do we snap out? Do we react? with a harsh word, with a cutting remark, as opposed to a gentle answer. How, how the Holy Spirit on the inside of us and is the one who enables us to maintain who we are even when someone else is having a meltdown and flipping out. We have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, the powerful one, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords inside of us and someone may be flipping out and my temptation may be to speak a harsh word to shut them up or to poke back <laughs> or to cut them off. But actually, the invitation is to speak a gentle word to love now, I'm not talking about correction here. There are times when correction is good. But I'm talking about let's prioritize relationship over being right. It, particularly in marriage, that can be a little tricky sometimes. <laughs> uh, Proverbs 18, 20 to 21. From the fruit of the mouth, a person's stomach is filled. With the harvest of their lips, they are satisfied. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. 
So what comes out of my mouth, the fruit that comes out of my mouth produces a harvest that will satisfy me or not. What I sow with my words, I'll reap, right? There's a a biblical principle here. Out of what is in in what is on the inside of me, what, what comes out through my mouth, what my tongue says has the power of life and death. If I love it, what I love, that's I'll eat that fruit. I have, we have, I, I see it like seeds. You know, what, what we speak each time in any situation, in the secret place, in in uh, our prayer closet, in the public place, in our workplace, in our families, here at church on Sunday, at school. Every time we open our mouths and speak, seeds come out, seeds that can produce a harvest. Now, what kind of fruit do we want that harvest to be? I want it to be life and abundance and good and what is in heaven which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, self-control. You know, in the message, the second part of that passage, Proverbs 18, the 21, the message version says, words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. I love that. Let's choose. What do we choose? Life. When we're honest with ourselves, sometimes we don't. We go for the poison. Hey? <laughs> I get to sow those seeds. I get to plant them wherever I go. And with the Holy Spirit's help, We're going to plant really good seeds in our families, in this city, and in this nation. We're not going to enter into the other atmospheres around us and speak death and partner with death. We're going to enter into life, abundant life. (laughs) I'm going to choose life-giving fruit. I'm going to choose words like, I'm proud of you. Great job. Well done. You did it. You overcame. I love you. I'm really glad to see you. I'm so glad you're here. You're amazing. Bless you. I'm really glad I have a job here. And I am, by the way. (laughs) He heals all of my diseases. As far as the east is from the west, he's removed my sins. He's taken my sins from me. That's what I'm going to speak out when I trip over and something comes out of my mouth that's, that seems a little bit like poison. Oh, I'm going to turn around. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Daddy. You have removed my sins as far as the east is from the west. Lord, I confess that sin. I give it to you, and you're faithful and just, and you remove that from me. So right away, you take it from me. Oh, I, I just love you. I love you. And I bless that person. Or I bless, you know, my husband. I bless my children. 
I bless my bank account. You, have, you will provide. My God shall provide all of your needs according to his riches in glory, which means he'll also supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory. He's my provider. He's going to take care of me. I'm not going to look at what feels real right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak out the truth of what is in heaven. Oh, I have everything that I need. Everything that I need is found in him. I speak life. I choose words of life. Now I'm going to wrap it up. You know these words, they have origins. They have their origins in our heart. Don't they? It's not just coming from our mouth. It's actually deep in our heart. Words that come out of our mouths have their origin in our hearts. If we want to know what's in our heart, listen to what comes out of our mouths. Take stock and listen. I encourage you to do that this week. If you want to change what comes out of our mouths, we need a heart encounter. If we want to change, it's not just about saying, oh, I've got to do this, I have to do this. Actually, in and of myself, I cannot do this. But I have him on the inside of me, the Holy Spirit. I am being transformed as I surrender and yield to him, as I have an encounter in his presence, as I tune in to what he's saying to me, what he's saying about me, what he's saying about others around me. Oh, I can encounter him. I can receive his love and my heart is transformed. And what bubbles up? Oh, life comes. Life comes as I receive as, as I receive from his abundance, my heart is changed and I speak life. Luke 6.45, the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good and the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. You know, there's that saying, we are what we eat, which is pretty true. Well, what are we feasting on? What is our gaze fixing on? What, what, what are we treasuring? You know, it says, I was really struck when I read this, um, that the, it's talking about treasure. The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good, right? The word for treasure is like a treasury. It's a place of deposit. It's a storehouse. And so I thought, oh, that means I have a choice what I'm putting into my storehouse, don't I? I have a choice as to what I'm treasuring. What are we treasuring? What are we, what are we looking at? What are we beholding? Who are we beholding? Are we, are we fixing our gaze on Jesus who is beautiful and wonderful and amazing and who loves us and who knows us? Are we seeing those around us through his eyes? Are we having those encounters, those heavenly encounters as we're going about our day where we can see a situation not as it appears in this earthly reality but in, the re in, it, in his heavenly reality and we can speak it out. We can actually speak it out and speak life and health and healing and love and honor because over the out of the overflow of my heart my mouth will speak what am i treasuring 
you know what we appreciate. Appreciation turns into adoration. What we're gazing at becomes really important to us, becomes quite big to us. You know, when you're first in love, oh, you can't get enough of looking at the one you love. Where's our gaze? I want to finish with this. I'm going to invite you to stand. Philippians 4 verse 8 in the message says, Finally, brothers, summing it all up, summing it all up, friends, I'd say, you'll be, do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. I'm going to read that again. Let's close our eyes. Can I invite the worship team up here, please? Right now, we're going to fix our gaze, fix our attention, our affection, our focus on Jesus and his goodness and what he has to say about us and the world around us. We're going to gaze upon him and in that place our hearts get transformed. As we get filled with him in his presence, the Holy Spirit fills us and fills us and fills us and fills us. It's an ongoing thing. As we continually are filled with him, oh, what starts to bubble up is that fountain of life. What overflows, what spills off of us is life-giving words. I'm going to read it again. Summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. You know, in Ephesians verse one, chapter 1, verse 3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. So every blessing in heaven he's blessed us with. You know the word for blessing and blessed is eulogia. You know, it's like a eulogy. You know, a eulogy is all the really amazing stuff that you say about someone when they've left this world. Do you know in heaven, what the Father is speaking over us is that eulogia. All of the, the good words. You know, we see our dirt. We see other people's, the, we see the specks in other people's eyes while we have logs in our eyes. But what he's saying over us is, it, you can overcome. I love you. You can do this. I have a plan and a purpose for you. I have a plan and a purpose for this person who's not living in that moment right now. And I want you to be part of the solution. I want you to speak creatively right now with, to agree with the eulogia in heaven for yourself and for those around you. And we get to release that.
we get to release that over the world around us. What a joy. Let's just take a minute. I just want us to take a minute and just focus on Jesus. If you need to repent and say, Lord, I'm sorry for where I've let my mouth mouth be loose, where I've spoken words that have hurt and not built up, you know, just, just speak it out. Confess it to him. Tell him. He's quick to forgive. Bring it out into the light. Disarm the enemy. He wants to set us free from negativity, from death. And if you find it hard to speak, actually the good things that he's saying, just ask him to loose your tongue. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We love you. We adore you. Jesus, you are beautiful. You are worthy of our affection. You are worthy of our attention. You are worthy of all glory and honor and praise. We adore you right now in this place. We adore you. We love you. You are beautiful. You are the fairest among 10,000. There is nobody like you. God, would you make us like racehorses with those blinders on and our, and our gaze is always fixed on you, is fixed on you and what you're doing and what you're saying over us and over those around us. We, we submit our hearts to you and say, come, bring healing to us. Bring healing to us. Where there's been words that have been spoken like curses over us, we just, we just say yes to you, Jesus, cancelling them right now. Thank you that you have already done that by your blood, but we just appropriate that right now. And Jesus, we, we, we give you our tongues, we give you our mouths, and we say, would you have your way? Would you have your way that we would bless those around us, that we would bless ourselves, that we would speak out of the overflow of the good that you've deposited in our hearts. 